Welcome yet again to another episode of the Push, Record, and Run Shallot Records podcast, Yeah. My name is Hunter, and today we are joined by co-hosting members of the Shallot team, CJ and Gage. We have a very special guest for you at this moment, Mr. Canyon Scare. You probably know him best as the drummer in the Lincoln Phenomenon parking lot party, consisting of all UNL students. And more recently, he has joined Distressed Damsels, the shallot flagship act as of course the drummer because he's amazing at it he's one of the better drummers in lincoln um so it's uh, it's an honor to have him in the band and on the podcast it's a wonderful day in the life of hunter arius that is me that is i the shallot producer guy Woo! so hold on tight to your seats as we dive into the wonderful mind of canyon scare but first some business if you are at all interested in recording via analog or digital means, please hit us up at any of our social media pages. We are shallotrecords at outlook.com or gmail.com, whichever one you prefer. And uh, Instagram is probably our preferred mode of communication, so we implore you, please send us a message and we will get back to you immediately because we love it. We love talking to people. We love, uh, we love helping your artistic vision come to reality. Also, on the topic of Distressed Damsels, our first real show is going on at the Bourbon on October 29th, starting at 8 p.m., so please hop on by, check us out. The bill is consisting of Cheesy Bandito, Hardly, and Gnostic Girls, as well as us, so uh, come on down, check it out, it should be a lot of fun. Also, in regard to hitting us up on any of our social media platforms, please let us know if there's a guest that you would like to hear on the podcast. We're all look, always looking for new guests, and they are always just a text message away. So please, again, uh, it's uh, Shallot Records uh, on Instagram or Facebook or shallotrecords at gmail.com or outlook.com. All right, it's time. It's Canyon Scare on the Push, Record, and Run Shallot Records podcast. Oh, yeah. places like wax buffaloes in whole foods now like that's so cool what? but i think yeah, it's just the local right. whole foods because it's like in a local stand but is like wax buffalo is in whole foods wax buffalo i'm assuming that's candles yeah it is there's okay. a, a candle studio in the Haymarket, and they sell candles and like cute craft cocktail kits and they just opened a candle studio and you can make your own candles like wow. soy fancy candles that's cool yeah wow soy. anyway you hear you just heard a huge pop and that was our guest. That was our guest today, <laughs> Canyon. And in Howdy, in, folks. in lieu of his uh, fantastic leg pop, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, let's all crack good that knees. snap, crack yeah. a crack. Oh, oh, I'm the master. Oh my god, that was deep. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Let me get my spine. Can I pull? The, Do I'm it. gonna pull yeah, the yeah, mic yeah, down. Do that was like a pterodactyl okay, yeah. at the yeah. bottom ready, of the ready, ocean. Shut up. Oh, I don't want to squeak the chip. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. 
Ooh. It's so fucking tasty. <laughs> it's not that often that we get to record cracks and burps God. and farts on nice microphones like this. Right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Let's, oh, let's God. sample I just some like, cracks, guys. Yeah. And then they just heard, <laughs> Russell, Russell. <laughs> that was me moving That's the, the mic. That's the best part. Yeah. And my docs squeaking on this fucking stool. There's so much going on. The, the you platform know it's, docs. The platform yeah, the platform docs. docs. You know it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know yeah. we're yeah. just we're like. We're here. We're real people. We're not robots. Bonds. Uh -huh. <laughs> Big money. We need, no, no, we no, need to get some, some. We got cheap, cheap, nasty stands. We got like we got yeah. stage yeah. stands uh -huh. going on yeah. right now. Uh huh. Oh wow. Well. What we really need is some celery. Crack it in half. <laughs> oh yeah. What we really need yeah. is to give a warm welcome to our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Welcome, Canyon. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, oh, it's great course. to have you, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, all right, so you are now the drummer in the band Distressed Damsels. I am, which hey, is the flagship shallot <laughs> act. Yes. Yeah, I guess oh, you yeah. call it that. Yeah. Flagship shallot act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what other projects are you involved in? Oh boy. Uh, so I, I, uh, the main band that I've been playing with for like. Coming up on four years now is called a parking lot party. Um, it's just me and a bunch of buddies from high school. Um, we've been playing for a while. I don't know, just random gigs around. You guys are so good. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> I, yeah, we've been around for a while. Been playing um, a lot of uh, soft rock. Um, I call it inoffensive white boy music often. <laughs> And that always gets a good chuckle. I think it's, I think it's accurate. Yeah. yeah just, like that. just like that, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I what I uh, my introduction to the music scene, if you will, with with that one. Um, and then just a couple weeks ago, I started playing with uh, Jazzocracy at the Zoo Bar, filling nice. in on drums there for Aaron Strussner and, and uh, the rest of those guys, Bill and Michael and Tom and. Yeah, and that's been fun. They're a whole lot better than I am, so I just kind of, you know, shut up and do my own thing and be like, hey, guys, I'll give you time, and you do your crazy solos. And <laughs> yeah, man, bother if, me. if you can keep a beat, those, yep, those yep, jazz yep. or blues guys, it really doesn't matter, oh you know? God. They yeah, can just keep going over the top of yep. it, and you just go... I just stare at the chart, and I'm like, okay, so change is here, 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 okay, okay, okay. Oh, so you can All read right. charts too. I, I do my best. It's yeah. you know, I mean, they'll they'll have like hits and shit that I miss all the time. Can I curse on this part? Yeah, fuck okay. yeah. Right, I was, I've cursed like <laughs> zero times. No, you've cursed eight times. You just never realized it. Oh, you were counting. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were counting. Uh -huh. It's been eight now. Because you've eight had you have had to edit all of these out. <laughs> I'm just, talking yeah, to you meta I'm, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every bleep costs me five bucks. <laughs> you're, you're running me dry. Five bucks for five minutes of time. Yeah. There, yeah, the yeah. FCC is just riding my ass I all this time. Because <laughs> you keep trying to get away with not putting the little E next to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. I keep trying to get away with it. They keep catching me. You're like, God, yeah. another one. It's a shame. Also, <laughs> this is a good time to mention. I'm sorry to cut you off, Candy. No, you're good. Uh, but the, the podcast now is listed twice on Spotify. Nice. I don't know if you guys nice. noticed that, I did not. but I sent in a complaint <laughs> to uh, Buzzsprout or whatever it is that we're going through yeah. for the aggregator, because uh, I was like, we had, we had already listed it ourselves on Spotify, and then they listed it a second time on Spotify, so now it's what? one that's our main one with all of the episodes, and then a second one with just the last three episodes <laughs> that we've done. Great. So, uh, so I, I need to apologize to, <laughs> to anybody who goes on Spotify looking for this, and it's like, what? But, uh, which one do I ch 
That's just the abridged version. Yes, yes. It's just just the 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 newest, best, most well produced episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Ones you're gonna find. Oh my god. Anyway, yes. So uh, I'm I'm imagining you as like a a sort of Steely Dan fan. But Um, ironically, no, I've not listened to very many Steely Dan songs. No. So my my dad, he's a radio DJ, and he has been all his life. So I grew up listening to like Billy Joel and a lot yeah. of like, oh God, who else is he into? Um, ACDC, Kiss, um, uh, Bruce Springsteen, of course. Um, <laughs> what dad right. isn't yeah, into these Bruce are all Springsteen? Like, yes. Yeah, um, and that that was his his side of things. And my mom was just like an '80s girl all the way. So a lot of Madonna, Valley Prince, Girl, yeah. I mean, not. I mean, she didn't come from that at all. Yeah, but like right, that right. was the you know ethos of what what she was doing. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of like Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson. Um, I don't know all that kind of stuff. So it's it's very just like classic mainstream hits as far as like rock and pop go. Um, and of course, Steely Dan I'm sure falls into that. But yeah. you know, it's just nothing that my dad ever played around the house. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I don't know. Oh, Hall of Notes. My dad loves Hall of Notes. Oh yeah, Hall of course. Yeah, some, some Fleetwood Mac in there too. That's a big one. Oh, my parents were like. I think they met around the time rumors came out, and we're like, this "Really? Is, yeah, wow. I have old parents." <laughs> nice. Yeah, I have old parents yeah, too, so yeah. I get that. Uh, so, as you were growing up, you yeah. had this as your yeah. base. When did you start finding music for yourself that you were like, "Oh, this is like..." Yeah, that shit. was so. I uh, I'm a child at heart, and I I grew up slowly, and I didn't really start coming into my own until like high school, like sophomore, junior year of high school. And that's when I discovered bands like, like I was an awkward kid, of course. Um, I started discovering people like Talking Heads, uh, Joy Division, the poster up here. Nice. Um, a lot of, uh, God, who else? The Cure, for sure. The Smiths. Um, Elliot Smith, of course. Uh, nice. I was just listening to Either yeah. Or earlier yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> and the then I, 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 Elliot Smith and Sufjan Stevens, I had a phase where that was all I listened to. And oh, I was yeah. a, a sad boy so for a sad. while. So sad. I was yeah. going to say Sufjan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. You know, I just have a little existential crisis mm-hmm. every couple hours. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that was kind of where I went from there. And then um, I started, and then I was like, oh, God. Music is actually really cool, you know? It's not, because I, I I'd played music, you know, growing up. I played in, like, band and um, marching band and all that stuff and jazz band, concert band in high school. Cause I was just like, I don't know. My dad was a drummer when he was younger. Um, and there was like a kit in our basement that I played on. <clears throat> and so that's, you know, how I started playing music. Um, but I didn't really get into, into music until like high school. Yeah. And so that was where I came from, at least for my own background background. So, yeah. It's always fun to find where the, the blood of music, like, yeah. Uh, love falls yes. from in the family like mm-hmm. so like yeah. seeing having the drum kit in the basement yep. When, yep. You're, when you're young it's like hmm it's there it's nice there's there's a bunch of pictures of me as a kid I, I think of one specifically I have like my shirt off and I have on like Spider-Man sunglasses <laughs> and like a Santa yes. hat and I'm just like sitting behind the kit I can't be more than like three I'm oh, just like yeah. arms are up and my face looks <laughs> like an animal scream oh. and I'm just like going crazy and my mom took that. She's like, isn't he cute? And I look at it. I'm like, what? This kid looks like he's going to kill someone. What, <laughs> Dude, what was the awesome. first song you learned? The first song I learned? Oh, my God. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like a stupid concert band track or something. Oh, heck yeah. It's yeah, yeah. still good. I th- you know, I took drum lessons in like 
third grade, like kit lessons at Deets Music of all places. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I went in, I probably wanted to learn something stupid. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I could go into a whole story here, but I was really into this one Lil Wayne track called Let It Rock in yeah. like third grade. Like, let it rock. Yeah. Let, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think that might have been the first one because no I was way. just like, I put it in my headphones. Is that on Carter One? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, don't, but I have no idea. It was with somebody else. I know that much. Um, yeah. And that was that was probably the first one that I, that I remember learning. Um, and then I probably learned like, I don't know, freaking Mars or something that's like concert band. <laughs> I don't know. Just you know, <laughs> yeah. Something the snare drum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Who is that again? I don't know. I know it's called Mars, but that's yeah. I I went through a long phase in my youth because I took piano lessons for twelve years, so I had to learn all those classic, classical composers, Franz Liszt and Chopin, Tchaikovsky, and Tchaikovsky. Yeah, yeah. Hello yet again, it is I, Hunter Arias of the Push Record and Run Shallot Records podcast, your humble producer, and I would like to thank you at this point in the episode for making it to this point in the episode. We don't make any money off of these. If we had a sponsor, it'd go right here in this slot, but alas, we have not sought out any sponsors, nor has one approached us, uh, which is partially our fault. But we make this podcast purely for the enjoyment of those who happen across it in the ether of the internet. And your attention currency is the most valuable thing to us. The economy of attention is really demanding. So the fact that you've taken uh, a little while out of your day to pay at least slight attention to this, it means it's the ultimate sacrifice. So for the lack of a sponsor and for purely the love of creating art and music in particular, I have crafted this probably underproduced little ditty to go underneath of this stop that we have here. If you are at all interested in recording music, mainly rock music, I haven't delved into hip-hop production yet, but, you know, they kind of overlap in a lot of ways, so, uh, you know, I'll get there eventually. But if you're interested in recording rock music and doing it in an old-fashioned style via analog production, um, please let us know. Please hit us up on any of our social media pages on Instagram or Facebook, or shoot us an email at shallotrecords at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you on a timely basis. We'd love to have you in to play with all of our little toys. We have lots of little toys, and we want you to play with them. That is our main goal. So I guess you could say this uh, podcast is sponsored by us at Shallot Records and Recording Studio. So thanks again for listening. Again, my name is Hunter Arias. Let's get back to Canyon Scare on the Push Record and Run Shallot Records podcast. Yeah. What what were some of the uh, bands that you were inspired by to like keep learning? Yeah, for sure. Um, let me try to think of some of the first ones. Talking Heads, obviously, I think was the starting point. They have some cool-ass drums. They and do. Remain in Light? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. The polyrhythms on that album? Incredible. I still listen to that. I've been listening to that album for like four or five years now. Goes to show, you know, how quickly I've progressed. Not okay. <laughs> how late I was you, to the game. You, you know? are a fantastic drummer. Yeah. You, I, you are a very 
I, I see mathematical mindset when, yeah. when you're playing. Yeah. And I can see when we're playing together, you're watching my hand. Yeah. And I love it so much <laughs> because I, I'm doing like a very specific time rhythm, I feel. Yeah. And you're trying to watch out for every single little movement. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, uh, for me, it's all, it sounds, you know, corny, but for me, it's all about the groove, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I could try and lay down like some beat and be like, this is where, you know, one is every time. If one is not quite where it, what is every single measure, I, I don't care. You know, it's the groove that, that matters. And that's why I say I love Talking Heads because, I mean, like you just listen to some of the stuff on that that first album. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, Once in a Lifetime, incredible, incredible. Oh, yeah. um, and the, the drums on stuff like The Great Curve or, uh, sorry, I'm going deep cuts, like The Great Curve or... Um, Born Under Punches, oh my God. I could listen to that forever. I still find new stuff every time I listen. I'm like, God, how'd they do that? Um, so yeah, that'd be, the, that'd be the first one I came up with. And then Tame Impala drums, of course. I went through a very big Tame Impala phase. And <laughs> you were nice. one of the only ones to, when we took that Tom Larson class yeah. together, you know, when we and uh, Levi, Mark, and I did that presentation yeah. on Tame Impala, you were one of the only ones to give a reaction. Yeah. And and I don't know if you remember, but Tom Larson was like, I don't, like, I don't like this. That's yeah. surprising. Like, what? what? Uh, all right, Tom. <laughs> I mean, he, he comes from such an old school way of, of thinking He does. About it, you know? And I can respect that. And I feel like Tame Impala also comes from like sort of an old school yeah. production he's, method he's got yes. like the vintage in a modern setting yeah tone down yeah, yeah. on all formats mm. yeah very cool. much so but yeah i was surprised that well good old tom larson in his traditional nature <sighs> didn't weird. enjoy the it is very weird <laughs> and that's bizarre too because he, he immediately like gave kudos to whoever gave the presentation on headhunters yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. I was like, dude, that's just like psych jazz. What do yeah. you have against psych rock? What the? F- yeah, come on. It's it's not too far of a stretch. Yeah. What, what was the one that you did yours on? I can't remember. Oh God, I think we did Billy Joel. Really? <laughs> oh so. yeah, yeah. That's so right. I was, that's I was right. with I was with Daniel Rydell, who I went to high school with. Uh, I think he plays on the UNL drumline or something now. Um, and he was like, "Can we do Billy Joel?" And I was like, "Yeah." Um, of course. Of course. You know. Have, <laughs> he, you, see, have you seen Joel, Billy Joel? I have not, no. You've not? My, okay, so my dad, because he worked for the radio station, when Billy Joel, I can't remember if he came to Pershing or it was if it was Pinnacle Band. I think it was, it was Pinnacle, was it Pinnacle? when he came, yeah. Because my dad had tickets, and I, I wanted to go with him, and I got sick. So mm-hmm. he went with my mom instead, and I was like, that's fine. But I wish I, I, wish I could have been able to go. It would have been really cool. Puts on a great show. Oh, and, like, all of his songs are great. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're a hardcore Billy Joel fan and love his entire discography, you can go to a Billy Joel show and just be satisfied with oh, every yeah. single song. You yeah, know? I yeah. love Billy Joel so much. But have you guys seen like when he gets really upset at like <laughs> the lighting in the house? Uh-uh. It's like I wanted to see the crowd, and he's just yelling, oh, and he stops playing, no, I, or he yes. didn't want to see the crowd. I, I remember there was a thing, this is going to be a little, little divergent tangent, but uh, when he was playing in uh, Russia in like 1988, like oh right, bef- right before the Berlin Wall came yeah. down or something like that, it, or before, it was, there was some, some, some sort of political upheaval going on over there, and they made an entire live album that was, it's, it's spelled Kompt, but it's Concert, it's pronounced Concert. In huh. yeah. in Russia, that's sick. Um, and so Tracks. he's he's playing to these people who are like 
super ingratiated into we don't stand up during concerts we're very wow. reserved we don't like applaud at the end of shits um so he's trying to like amp them up and whenever they would shine the light on the audience they would sit down and like get all scared wow. during that show so he was yelling wow. like intermittently while he was playing his song he was like turn the fucking lights down Turn down the lights. That's you know, right. While That's he was it. doing like I don't know, Innocent Man or something. <laughs> you know, it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should go back and watch that because it's a it's a great moment in the it, in it Billy is. Joel history. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I I yeah I'm a Billy Joel fan. Well, <laughs> who isn't? Come on. Yeah, yeah, who honestly, isn't? Honestly. Oh, what are some Lord. of you guys' favorite <laughs> albums uh, for the drums specifically? Drums specifically. Um, You're asking the the group. I'm asking the group. Okay. You know, I've I've said a couple. I'll hold off for this one. Okay. Um, looking at just purely drums. Uh, well, I I don't know. I've been on a on a huge Modest Mouse kick. Yeah. Uh, and Lonesome Crowded West has mm-hmm. some of the wackiest drums out there. I don't yeah. know if you've listened to that yes, much, sir. but uh, like the he he like skips particular hits and it only adds the source of tension yep. to the mix and I, I just love that and it's always very very strange and out there and the and the pauses and the i'm not very good at, at drum terminology but the way that they stop and then roll right back in syncopation maybe this yeah, it, yeah. It, it, sort of sort of syncopation but particularly listen to uh teeth like god shoeshine yeah the first track on the album that Yes. It slaps. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But do you have one? Siege? One that me and Gage were talking about. We were talking about drums on the way here, but I love the garden. And the garden mm, is like yeah. just bass and drums for yeah. some of them. And it's mm-hmm. so good. And they're just so wacky and out there. I literally know zero drum terminology, but they're wacky and out there. <laughs> and I love that. Or idols. With the, Idols the way is that they oh can add so much dimension to a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like this artist that just got popular off of TikTok and her name is Pink Pantherist. Yeah. And yeah. her like drum beats behind yes. her songs are wicked. Like Pain. I am I She's am got some love. like crazy huge pop production. Yeah, yeah like, I cannot yeah. way bigger than anything that I feel like I've heard in a long time. I yeah. I literally can't believe it. Like every single one of her songs, like how many are there now on Apple Music? Because that's the only streaming service I can use, but like she has like seven songs and they're all mm-hmm. from this year. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. crazy and they're all phenomenal. Yeah. Like she is so good. It's like raw dopamine listening to those. Seriously, I've been like, repeat listening yeah. to them. Like I can't. Yeah. Like there's not enough songs by her. There's not enough, and I, you know, there's no recommended artists connected to her. Like there's nobody I really? can find that's similar at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I tried Pink Pantherist Radio, and it's like her, and then a completely different vibe. And I'm like, yeah. no. Oh my god, I love it so much. Thank God for TikTok. Like I have found so <laughs> many jams. Honestly, it's so good. Nice. So that is something it's that's a, it's popular a, for a good reason. Yeah, like yeah, she yeah. got popular off TikTok for that one. That's like with it being a, a, a sound so based platform. Oh, yeah. I mean, with, yeah. obviously there's so video, I, yeah. but it's all based on the sounds yeah. that mm-hmm. the video is accompanying. So People it being just, like a music popularity machine yeah. nowadays. Cover some and scream. It's interesting yeah. what people consider heavy. 
these days. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, I, I guess there's like, a low they bar. Just scream yeah. it. Well, it's not that there's a, it's not that there's a low bar. I just think what's considered heavy is is slowly morphing into something that people 20, 10, 20 years ago would have been like, what the, this isn't, this is just weird. Yeah. Like, uh, like the sort of anime girl, like squeak rap. Yeah. People are like, oh my god, it's so heavy, it's so. He-. I'm like, ah, I don't see the heavy, I don't see the heaviness. Like, but uh, people like it, the then heft. if people like it, and they're utilizing TikTok, the system to get it popular, and I don't do that. So, <laughs> and I, I don't want to say I have something against it. I just don't do it. So I'm not utilizing the system because I just don't want to. But then I, because I'm not, I can't feel resentment for yeah. the people who do make it because I'm not doing it consciously. Neither are we. Say la vie. I just yeah. So I just sort of <laughs> zone that stuff out of my brain, for the most part. The the TikTok popular stuff. If it becomes popular uh, through TikTok and then I hear it through some other medium, then I'll be like, okay, yeah. But if somebody says, oh, this got popular on TikTok, I I can't help but being like. Arr, darn those snow TikTok people. Arr. Yeah, but that's yeah. just because you're a scraggly old man. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you're not scraggly. You are un- You're not scraggly. You're the least but you scraggly. You do have like an old man mentality about. <laughs> I, d- I do. I do. But I have, you're also bad, yeah. so youthful in other ways. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Canyon. Back yeah. to you. I don't know yeah. if you get into this into this sort of thought. Thought loop, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to listen to music. Yeah, I was listening. For for example, I was listening to um, my buddy my buddy Sam Chrysler, who was the first guest on the on the, this podcast. He came over to my house yesterday and a, a few days ago, and we listened to um, Godspeed, You Black Emperors, first or not their first album. It's a uh, Razor Tiny Fist to God. It's the one with the hands on the cover, mm. and it's like a, this hour and a half long post rock album that's really droney and very emotional there's Mm. not many moments of sheer technicality it's just pure ambient emotion like really emotionally satisfying like soundscapes yeah um whereas that as opposed to some of the stuff that you know gets popular on tiktok the sort of bombastic pop music that gets popular in there it's listened to it for a completely different reason Yet it somehow, in some ways, can be similarly emotionally satisfying. Sure. And when I was growing up, I know this is a long lead up to my question, but no, you're good. <laughs> when I when I was when I was growing up, I listened to music for the moments of oh yeah, that like oh that was a cool break, and then they launch uh-huh. back into this thing, you know. Yeah. When you get lost in it, and then yeah. you get you get yeah. lost in it, and you know albums like Boston's first record or Led Zeppelin four had many 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 of those moments where it just hit, and you're like yeah. oh this is great, like you get chills down your spine, yes. You're like yes yes, yes. okay. Yeah. Whereas those cer- those certain types of albums like Elliot Smith's XO yeah. or that Godspeed You Black Emperor record, they're very wash over you there's not many moments of that so how do you generally what do you uh what criteria do you analyze when you're looking at an album maybe subconsciously not consciously yeah but that's a really good question holy shit (laughs) um gosh i'd be lying if i didn't say the the first way i approach something is if like there's a part of me that either like musically or lyrically just like oh whoa you know like something that grabs me you know if an album doesn't have that right away you know I'm not super inclined to go back to it. But that's not to say that I don't. Like, just for an example, when I first listened to uh, Dummy by Portishead. Oh, yeah, know, dude. Yeah, mm. uh, it, like trip-hop classic <laughs> stuff. Of When I first listened to it, 
I, I first listened to it after I had uh, I had surgery and was like in recovery and my buddy texted me and he was like you need to listen to this album right now and I was like okay <laughs> and I listened to it like on painkillers in pain and it's just you know slow and Beth Gibbons is like dying and I'm like yeah. are, are, what <laughs> and I hated it you know because there were like no moments that came out and, and grabbed me whereas like I don't know something like a, a Tame Impala song or like a, a really funky groove and um, like a Talking Heads or something else track, I'd be like, oh, that's sweet, that's sweet you know. Mm-hmm. But then I came back to it, um, I kind of just forced myself to come back to it because I was like, God, how, how was my buddy this into this album? And I thought it sounded like trash, you know? And then I listened to it like two more times and I was like, oh, oh, wait, you know? Yeah. And there's like that, it's it's hard to describe when, when certain albums have it, but it's like, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with those TikTok songs, but I feel like if you listen, or not necessarily force yourself, but like repeat listen to things, um, you'll be able to catch more of the subtlety in, in a lot of tracks. And when I find something really subtle that like I really like, that to me is way more satisfying than that initial, holy shit, you know? If mm-hmm. I find something that's like subtle and crazy, I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. like you, you knew what you were doing. But you also had the wherewithal to like bury it. You didn't force it like on the audience immediately, right? You know? And that to me is just like pure musicality or whatever, you know? Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> like going back and listening to like the track "Roads" off of uh, "Dummy." That was the know? first Portishead song I ever fell in yeah. love with. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And, and I just, you know, the, I remember I was like driving somewhere and it was like rainy, and I just heard like that Wurlitzer, um, just the vibrato on it. I was like. You know, like that was the moment I was like, oh, oh, it's meant, it's music meant for this, you know, mm-hmm. and there, it, it was just, God, it was something I didn't catch the first time. That's dark, rainy yeah. day music. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like just some of the little like vocal shifts that, that Gibbons does on those, on those tracks. I'm like, damn. It should have been the perfect album for you while you're on painkillers. It, it honestly, you know, it, <laughs> it, it take was you to another in, dimension. In the best way. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it felt like. You know, I just kind of lay in there in, in my parents' family room, just like on the floor, like I'm dying. <laughs> wow but, well yeah, yeah I, I i feel you're giving me the look yeah. like you want to bring up I this portisette moment i want to bring it up so bad oh boy do it. Uh, do it. hunter was actually the person who introduced me to portishead and it was him and i and then just a large group of people like there was quite a few people packed mm-hmm. into one small bedroom and yeah. we just turned the it was lights from our, off from the speech team yeah, it was after had, a speech oh, meet. Really? came home from a speech nice meet. Came to his home from a speech meet, and we all just turned the lights off and laid around in this room, like bed, chair, floor, like everybody was just laying there. And he popped on Portishead, and we were all just like, "It was Portishead third, so like yes. the scary experimental yeah, record. Like it was so fucking wicked. I loved it. And then I went home and I listened to it for like, oh my god, for months yeah. I would just like play that and like other Portishead shit, yeah. obviously other music, but like I was hooked on it for quite a while, and then I forgot about it for a while. And then I found, or I remembered them. And then I yeah. found out my dad listens to them. Hell I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. So yeah, it's a great band. God. Yeah. Anyway, in conclusion, talking about yeah. the, the dichotomy between, you know, the power in music versus mm-hmm. the emotional, mm-hmm. like the, uh, that, that sort of thing. Now going back and listening to albums, like I brought up Boston's first record that initially I only saw the moments of like... I've reached the top of the mountain. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. You chills down your spine sort of moments. I only listen for those. And now I'm going back and listening to it. I'm, I'm hearing the, the chord structures, the swells, the things mm-hmm. that give it more emotional significance mm-hmm. and, and being more conscious of why I like a particular yeah. piece of music. And I feel like that's something that 
it's missing in a lot of those TikTok songs. Not to like, you know, rag against it or anything like that. But you know, you listen like, and I, this isn't. I'm not gonna. I'm not on TikTok, so I'm just gonna preface it with that and saying that I'm mostly talking out of my ass. Um, <laughs> but at least with like some Where of those. We all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> with some of those uh, Pink Pantherist tracks, you know, I listen to them. I'm like, this is really like glitzy, glammy. I feel like I can understand why this is super, super popular and people get hooked on it. But it's like. You know, I'll listen to the track maybe for a couple days and be like, all right, this is nice. And then I don't know if it has the repeat listening value of some of the other stuff, which isn't to say it's bad, you know, like it's just a different way of approaching it, I feel like maybe. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's all like if you're making it for TikTok and you want it to go viral, it's all about getting those moments that grab you and go, you know. Right. Come and in. then and then from there you can make music for the rest of your life. Exactly. You yeah, know, yeah. or as long as you can before you drop off the face of the earth. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> Billy Joel talks about in the entertainer, you yeah. back in with the rest of the can of beans. Yep, just yep, another yep. can of beans on the value shelf. Oh, <laughs> coming full circle in multiple ways. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like TikTok just makes it a lot easier for that like hook to get in because mm-hmm. not only are people just like hearing a sound, but they're also seeing how people are like visually interpreting yeah. it. Like the way chicks are just like like there's certain songs that you know it'll lead up to something and then they'll do a transition and then they have like a whole face of makeup on and look fucking killer and yeah. then that song blows up just among people that want to do makeup transitions and then all these people are listening to it because it has this like ooh this makes me feel like a bad bitch during that transition and like and mm. then it's just like you're listening to it and you feel that way like there's i don't know i can't ex- i can't think of an example but i am very active on tiktok like yeah. i'm constantly yeah. on my fucking well, phone and there's definitely songs where i'm like I mean, it's not that okay. great, but damn, yeah. do I feel sexy yeah. right now? Okay, TikTok's girly. been great for like the femme side of oh, music yeah. because oh, that's yeah. that's like uh, what percent of people on TikTok are girls? Probably, women? probably a large m- portion. I feel like it's probably. I feel like it's more than guys. Yeah, from no, yeah, what probably. I've witnessed. But I mean, it's giving a lot of female artists. Uh, yeah a light which yeah. is great i just followed this girl that i because I, i'm curious to see how this goes because she just actually got signed to a label but she uh-huh. like and it's funny because we just talked about this like heavy what's labeled as heavy but she just like invented her own thing of like i don't know if she called it like bimbo core or <laughs> like something like that but it's like her just like i want to feel pretty bimbo core i mean okay go off sis but she's like wearing all pink and like going really heavy and it's like it's sick it's i mean she's tiktok famous now yeah i don't know how many songs she's gonna come out with that are gonna be heavy hitting enough for me Mm -hmm. to go to a mosh pit for but like i'm gonna follow her on tiktok and listen to whatever she posts on tiktok like There's, there's a lot of good uh individual like uh performers that you know do little snippets of just like really intricate like guitar shit oh my gosh yeah wild synth setups Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot of subcultures but that's enough tiktok talk (laughs) tiktok talk oh my god on the clock anyways yeah (laughs) new segment tiktok okay (laughs) tiktok talk (laughs) tiktok talk honestly (laughs) i yeah, you you would be the uh, I would be pretty good the amb- the ambassador yeah, yeah. of TikTok, TikTok yeah. considering that I gauge may a, a smidge but I know neither Canyon nor yeah. I does that stuff so you could inform us dude, and then we yeah, could dude, have dude. Okay. unbiased thoughts yeah I opened TikTok yesterday and I looked at my messages 
CJ Stop. had sent me 30 TikToks and that is on me. I didn't you don't open, open the, I I didn't open it because I just thought it was like a TikTok notification. I don't really I don't know. It was it's not one that I have my eye on. Yeah. This is one She's, of those things that's a lot that of TikToks like, to watch. This is one of those things that like a lot of 10 years ago I was okay, I, I was 10 10 years ago so I would have never <laughs> thought about this. But like this is one of those things that like if I was 30, I wouldn't have thought about like 10 years ago because like you know, like day to day life. It's great. Like if I didn't have a phone, like I would just Gage would come home from work. I'd be like, guess what I did today? But he's like at work, and I'm I got off work, and I'm sitting on my phone, and I'm like, <laughs> send, <laughs> send, <laughs> send. And it's like, he's not gonna give a shit. He's not gonna care. But like, it's funny to me, and I want to share it with somebody because I don't want to laugh. Long. I love him. So, so what does no, your feed? What does your feed consist of? Okay, so I was actually gonna say this, but then he said no more TikTok talk. <laughs> but like Gage's, I'm, I'm genuinely Gage's curious. for you page is just like like a bunch of different. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do you, that. You send me TikTok from like, time to time. Yeah, and they're, and they're usually some, some are like funny. very vaguely it's, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. one with the with the, get the gas guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. He has like humor and then just a bunch of music. Mine's like. Music for sure, but also like a lot of like uh, gays, gays, like lots of <laughs> like I don't know why, but my whole for you page is just a bunch of queer folk, like queer folk promoting their art, queer folk doing makeup, queer folk talking about being queer, queer folk wearing queer ass outfits, and I am there. <laughs> They're probably for like yeah. you gay. Yeah. Here's gay. Yeah, I'm targeting <laughs> the gay. Like TikTok knows. <laughs> TikTok knows you. Like I'll be like thinking about like some crazy conspiracy theory like one very specific one and then i'll see a video and i'm like oh jesus christ <laughs> i'm right i'm right wow i don't know tiktok is yeah, it's, it's fucking all right it's and like i said enough yeah. TikTok. That's, yeah, that's enough tiktok talk <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how about vine though <laughs> <laughs> okay way back so you, you yeah. have a pretty decent musical lexicon. Do you collect yeah. vinyl records? I do. All right. What what do you have a do you have a grail, a holy grail? I have so you know that uh, meme of Bill Clinton with like the four records? Yes. That he's holding uh-huh. I, can, I can give you all my four. Yeah, all right, yes, yeah. please do it. So first one on the list, hands down, is Remain in Light by Talking Heads because I love that album. Yeah. I will never not love that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Second has become Dummy by Portishead. Um, Wonderful. That it's not. I think it's, I've, I've put that at like number four on my list, but it's the second one I've already talked about it. So yeah, third is gonna be uh, Vespertine by Bjork. Um, yeah. Vespertine. Vespertine. Wow, that's an interesting choice. Really, you, you, you a homogenic guy? Or? I'm I'm a self-titled kind of oh, guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that was my bad. It's actually uh, entitled Debut. It's not our self-titled. It's just called Debut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> nerds. Yeah, I know. Well, no, the entire time I was in Iceland, I listened to a ton of You Bjork. went to Iceland? I did, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, well, they had Bjork quotes on the on the walls of the airport <laughs> and in the terminals. God. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I... Um, I I I'm a big Bjork fan. I listened to. I started with her Post. music videos are crazy. They are. Mm. They're insane. It's ridiculous. She'd blow up on TikTok. If yeah. I'm oh yeah. Today. Um, I started with Post. Listened to and I loved it. Listened to Home and Jang. And the guys like this is so much better. And it was like senior year of high school, and I found Vespertine, and I was like, oh my god, and that was all I listened to for like three months. Wow. Um, I gotta go back and listen to it. And I that was do it like once. And believe it or not, that was around the time I actually started smoking, and I was like. 
and that was one of the first albums that I was really like, whoa, you know, <laughs> whoa. Um, and it's always held a special place <laughs> in my heart since then, um, for sure. I mean, like, even just the opener, Hidden Place, and that's one of those albums that just has a flow that is, I think is really, really immaculate. You know, like, I'll just listen to it through the track. I'm like, I see the journey I'm being taken on here, and I love every second of it. Yeah, and it's one of the very—I mean, all my top four—but it's one of those records where I'm like, "There's not a bad song on here. There's not a bad song." Hell yeah! Um, and then the last one is more of a recent—I say recent. I found this album maybe a year and a half ago um, through uh, I, I follow Carter Mack. He's a drummer on Instagram, uh, Carter McLean, and he posted a video where he was drumming along to um, a D'Angelo track from Voodoo. Um, which was, uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's a the, like the big turn of the century neo soul album, um, and I that's how I found it. And I was like, he was like really talking up the drumming on the album, and I listened to it. And of course, this is in like the midst of, gosh, probably like my Tame Impala, Mac DeMarco kick, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't understand this music. I don't like it. And I didn't. I kind of just stopped. And then I came back to it last summer when I was like starting to get into some more R and B stuff. And I listened to this record, and I listened to the way Questlove drums on it, and mm. I listened to the way wow. he, he put together the beats on there, and the the bassist Pino Palladino, and the way those two laid down the rhythm section, and I was it just changed the way I listened to like rhythm now, um, because that was that was when people, that was at the era when people like him, D'Angelo, uh, Questlove, uh, Jay Dilla, and I think uh, yeah. And uh, Mad Lib started doing all of that um, offbeat neo soul drumming, where you, you know you don't care about beat one being the same every time over uh-huh. and over again. It's all about the feel. It's all about the groove. It's all about offbeat stuff. Hitting the pads on the on the Akai. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 Voodoo is 100% acoustic. You know, it, it it's crazy. And uh, it was a record. It was similar to to Portis Portis Heads Dummy the first time I heard it, where I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel. It's very much a, I'm, I hesitate to say mellow, but that, that is how it felt. Um, and then I just kept re-listening to it, and each time I heard it again and again and again, I was like, I'm getting more and more hooked. And it's it's become an album that I'll listen to in literally any headspace. You know, I could be like super plastered and listen to it and be like, this is amazing. <laughs> or I could be like cleaning my room, and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Tell, uh, us, tell us about Parking Lot Party. When, okay, when did you yeah. guys start? Sure, man. Um, so we started in high school, like I said. Uh, we So originally it was um, me, my buddy Jack, uh, my buddy Avery. The three of us were all in the same grade. We've been going to classes together since middle school even, so we all knew each other. And then um, wow. Carson and Jacob were a grade below us. And we all met on the cross-country team of all places. <laughs> nice. Um, and, you know... You know, we're just whatever. We're stupid runner kids, and uh, Avery comes up to Jack and he goes, "Do you want to cover a Harry Styles song at our school's <laughs> talent show?" Yeah. And Jack was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And then uh, uh, they started talking to me, and because um, Avery was a bassist, Jack sings, and they're like, "We need a band to do that." So he comes up to me, comes up to Carson and Jacob, and we put it together, and we go to rehearsal and we try to. I forget which one we were trying to play, and it just wasn't working. And then we decided to play Every Time by Boy Pablo, uh, some old, like, slow, I don't know, baby kid That's a good one. Love it. Yeah. So we covered that at our high school talent show, uh, Night of Nights, um, Lincoln Southeast. Um, And that was really fun. 
And then afterwards, we were sitting in the uh, the Sonic parking lot, um, more than a little bit drunk, and uh, <clears throat> having some 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 good Sonic, just hanging out. And they were like, "Should we be a band?" And we were like, "Yeah, we, we should be a band." And we were like, "What do we call ourselves?" I'm like, "I don't know." And so we started looking stuff up on like band name generators and crap. We <laughs> yeah, were like, you know, we were dumb kids who didn't know anything. Like childish game. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and we couldn't figure anything out. And some I can't remember who it was. Somebody goes, "Well, we're kind of having a parking lot party right now." And Avery's like, "Ooh, parking lot party." And he's like, "Is that should that be our band name?" And I was like, "Somebody was like, yeah." Begrudgingly, When we when we when we first announced it, we're like, "Yeah, I don't know." We'll think of something else. And then we never did. <laughs> <laughs> and it stuck. That's how it goes with, with, with yeah. song titles, too. You're yeah. just like, this is the joke title until we figure out what yep. the title is. And then they're like, yep. I'm not going to call it anything else besides the joke title from now on. Yeah. 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 Why not? Um, and then, yeah, we've just been playing since then. And then uh, when Jack Avery and I graduated, Avery left and abandoned us and went to. Uh, college at Carleton because he got accepted there. He's a really, really smart guy. And all that Indeed, crap, a bastard. Yeah, and I was like, God, <laughs> you're, you're leaving. You're leaving us, our band, to go pursue your future career. Seriously, man, God. Yeah. And you all shook your fists at exactly. him. Exactly. And then we replaced him. No. <laughs> um, and so, so for a couple months there, we were like, didn't do anything. We we're like, are we gonna even be a band again? We were looking for a replacement bassist. We like talked to some of. The, people we knew and had a couple of ideas recorded some stupid stuff for a class with dr larson with some other random bassist yeah. we found wasn't clicking and then jack our singer was like hey guys do you remember vin from high school vin lee he's a great above us or myself and jack so he would be a senior at nebraska wesleyan right now um and he goes and we're like yeah i remember vin um the year we performed at the talent show he went on right before us and he did a solo act where he beatboxed and then rapped all of, oh God, um, Gangster's Paradise. So he built the beat from scratch on like a little loop station. Wow. Yeah. And then rapped the whole thing after it. Uh, it was very cool. It was really, really cool. We were like, yeah, we remember Vin. And Jack's like, he's really, really good at guitar now, but he also wants to learn bass. Should he be our bassist? And we were like, okay. And He's obviously got the rhythm, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, we brought him in, and, man, we've been loving it with him ever since. He is far and away the best musician in the group, hands Hell down. yeah, dude. If you guys should have never been to a parking lot party show, they are indeed a party. You guys yeah. bring out so many folks, and they <sighs> get rowdy. It's, they, it's a fun time. We Yeah, we, uh, we, we do bring out a it's, – it's interesting. I've, I've noticed um, – so I, 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 parking lot party, at least us, we kind of didn't come up in the Lincoln music scene at all. It was like, I mean, we started with a talent show and then from there we p played like the Bay once and like the Mez once. And other than that, it was just like backyard shows with our friends or like at our graduation parties and things like that. So the people that I've noticed we bring out are like not part of the like music scene very often. It's usually like friends or people we know or people that are like oh yeah i want to come see this you know it's not like i want to go see this live music show i want to go sure. see this band or whatever so it's like yeah they come from all that but it's like oh, it's, it's weird you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a different it's a fresh branch it is you yeah. guys have somehow like ha found yourself a a unique niche yeah it's you guys are, are they're they great like alternative indie like yeah. pop yeah. 
rock. It, it's super fun. I still see, see Steely Dan. Steely but. Dan, yeah. <laughs> Carson likes to, our, our guitarist who writes a lot of the tracks, or at least the beginnings of them, listens to a lot of Eagles. Oh, um, nice, yeah. Peach Pit, uh, Hippocampus. Um, Ooh. I love Hippocampus. Yeah. Yeah, they're good, man. Yeah, the new EP. Uh, that's Bad Dream Baby. Heard it uh, I didn't know they even came out with anything new. It was good. I, I liked, what was it? Was it Bad, good Dog, Bad Dream or something like that? I can't remember. <laughs> Um, See, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Gigi Allen influences. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and like, no, I was going to say a lot of Gigi Allen, a lot of Butthole Surfer. A lot of yes. Meatloaf. Yep. I'm seeing a lot of Flipper and <laughs> Dead Kennedys in there, too. Oh, yeah, you know, um, not Tool, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> corn. Really big corn. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been obsessed with... No more TikTok talk. <laughs> you need to play Disturbed. <laughs> you need to do uh, Sound of Silence in the in the fa- in the st- fashion of Disturbed. Yeah, oh five times, and that's your set. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it's crazy. You know, even even our friends that come out to our stuff are like, you know, you guys are good. You just don't rock. You guys don't rock very much. You know, you're just what? kind of a. I'm like, yeah, that that that's about right. You know, I mean, the hardest song we play is like probably we cover Flash Mountain by Joe. Uh, Joe Curie from Stranger Things, he does his thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't know. That's the hardest thing we've ever Is played. that his, his solo project? Yeah, it's his solo project, aside nice. from Post Animal. Oh, were you talking about, you were, You told me about that. Yeah, I feel this like was a while to it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, everybody go listen to that. It's really good. It's very good, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Post Animal is great. Post Animal is sick. Oh, my God. When yeah. I get home, I love that track. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ralphie. Ralphie. Uh, Even Big Boy Smack is just funny. Yeah. Post Animal by Post Animal. Yes. Yes. Good yes. shit. Well, what was the recording process like for y'all single last year? Yeah, um, for drive through. So everything we've done is comes back to Southeast. I swear to God, uh, our English teacher actually um, had a recording studio in his basement. Wow. Yeah, and I was at what? What the heck was I at? I think I was at one of my friends did some painting um, mural thing that was they were installing at Southeast, um, and this was. Winter, uh, winter break of my freshman year of college. Um, it's a winter break of 2019 and 2020. Um, and I was at that, and I saw uh, Sam Segrist is his name, the old guy, the old guy, our old English teacher. Um, he's not old. Jeez. Um, and I was like, hey, what's up, Segrist? And we got to talking, and he was he was a big music guy. He got me into like Aphex Twin and nice. uh, God, who else? I don't know, but he, he plays in Prairie Psycho. Mm. You guys have ever, I don't know, they've been around. I've heard the for, name. Yeah, they've been yeah. around for a, a while. and um, Yeah, he would he would uh, play his music in class during high school and be like, this is my band, guys. And we're like, okay. Wow. So <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Been a long Was he fight. selling t-shirts too? <laughs> CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and we got to talking about music. And he's like, you know, if you guys ever want to record, you know, I've got a studio. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's in my basement. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to come by and let's, see it. Let's go to the you know? teacher's basement. Yeah, so yeah. poked around there. I went over, checked it out with uh, <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of my bandmates, and you know, I was just I'm, that was around the time I was I was taking music tech classes with Dr. Larson, so I was kind of getting the idea of what. Hmm. I always forget he's a doctor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Tom. Tom. Good old yeah. Tom. And I was understanding kind of what the recording process would look like if I ever wanted to get into that, you know. And I was like, okay, this is this is a pretty decent studio. And, you know, the, my boys, the, the parking lot party, the boys, is, 
they walked in, they're like, whoa, oh my God, he has a mixer? That's so cool. He has actual microphones? Oh my whoa, God. you know? Because, you know, we'd send demos back and forth. It's like recording on the acapella app on our phones or like right. voice memos, you know? And I was like, guys, yeah, this is this is pretty nice. He's like, this is so sick. We need to record here. And I was like, I'm down. <laughs> here we go. So we start. We record with they him. They turned out good. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, and yeah, Sigrist, he 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 does a lot of good stuff. He's produced for not only us and himself, but I think there's two other. I'm forgetting the name of the projects that he's produced on. Um, but he's he's been doing his own thing for a while now. And that's awesome. He's a really really nice guy. Um, he's been doing this for. 10, at least a decade, I know that much. Wow. Um, and, you know, he he doesn't get a good enough rap. I don't hear his name enough just because he does. And he, you know, he's, he's a quiet guy, generally mm-hmm. keeps to himself. But, I, he, you know, if, if, if you guys are looking to record something, you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's good. He's very, very good. And he's a very nice guy. So, See, uh, does he do it for a living or does he have a side? No, game? he, like, he still teaches English at the uh, at oh. Lincoln Southeast. Oh, okay. But gotcha, this gotcha. is just like. <laughs> Something. Sorry, <laughs> I, 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 lost, I lost that. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In translation. He, he still, he still, uh, he still teaches, but it's just kind of, you know, I think it's his like just passion, hobby, you know, something mm-hmm. he does to kill time. And I have a feeling most of us are going to be doing something similar. Yeah, like that's that. that's my plan at least. <laughs> From the main hustle and a side hustle, exactly. and our side hustle is going to exactly. be doing music shit. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Well, have we covered all the bases? I think so. All right. <laughs> what's been uh what's been on your ipod recently on my ipod recently your ipod nano in specific yeah um so let's see um my friend annie from saving fiona put me on to this group called fox warren which I had fox no warren yeah yeah and so i was listening to their track everything apart off of the whatever new album they put out and i really like it um good uh just um modulation of the bass and drum beat that was really cool I listened to the rest of the album. I was like, eh, it's all right, but everything apart, that's really, really good. Um, let's see. When I was with my buddy Avery, I went up to visit my, the bassist from my band, Avery. He's in Carlton a couple days ago, actually, at this point. Whoops. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's he's moved away from from the indie stuff and is listening to more more rap these days and um, that sort of thing. And uh, Truffles, a track by Mick Jenkins, it was something he put me on to, and I was Mick like, "Jenkins, this 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 hits pretty hard." Um, I you, enjoyed you, that. You better be pretty hard if you're gonna go by the name Mick Jenkins, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what else? The new Still Woozy album, of course. I'm a big so fan, good. dude. Yeah. Yes, that is a fantastic yeah. album. Wolf. It's it's, oh my God. it's so he's such a such a lover. Yeah, you know, in all of his writing. Yeah. It's it's so sweet to just listen to and be like, wow. The the glamour of like Pink Panther S and the TikTok esque stuff, mm-hmm. and then more Tame Impala psych type mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It's, it lives in a very in between. He it's, has it's woozy. Got very, you know? yeah, it's very he has cool song yeah. structures. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got cool tones. Mm-hmm. Um, cool tones for sure. Yeah, and then what what else have I been listening to recently? Jeez. I listened to the new Billie Eilish album and was pleasantly surprised. I thought I was not going to like it at all. And I I did like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What, what's that 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 song Power off of that? Oh, That's yeah, a great track. Yeah. Believe it or not, I didn't like that one very much. No, I did not. Really? Yeah. I was like, no. the message behind this is incredible, but I'm just being put to sleep. <laughs> that was that was just I was my... put to sleep by about half the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna hate all of it. Um, but then 
you know, some of the tracks just started out like very, you know, I was like, okay, so she's doing pop stuff now, like pop stuff. And then there'd be something in there that was just like a little bit off key. And I was like, this is really subtle and it makes it really creepy. And it's making me unnerved. Did you like the last record? Unnerved. I loved uh, When We All Fall Asleep. Really? I loved it a lot. Um, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was kind of a, a pop music guy. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I listen to a little more mainstream-esque stuff. Um, and it felt really refreshing to hear that among a lot of, like, the same. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. There were, there were some good tracks on there. Um, nice. I, en- I envy guy, you. Of course, was good. Yeah. For yeah. your pop sensibility. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just comes from being a child of a dad who loved, you know, classic popular dad music and a mom who loved classic popular mom music. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Cindy Lauper mom. Yep. <laughs> all the way. All the way. My mom has a big poster of Stevie Nicks in her oh, office. Oh, nice. I'm like, <laughs> Some witchy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Thank you for coming on. Yeah, seriously. Is there anybody that you want to like give a shout out to, or any parking lot party shows that you want to promote? Uh, shoot, sure. Gosh, um, it's the only show we have locked down right now. Is we're playing at um, the Dance Marathon Block Party for UNL here coming up on September. I want to say twenty fourth, twenty sixth. I can't remember. It's one of those two dates. Whichever day the block party is. Um, that's the only one I have on the thing for now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. I don't know. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to my mom. Here's to mothers everywhere. Exactly. We love you, mom. Hi, moms. <laughs> I'll mow your lawn. And clean the house, yes. Oh, shit, that reminds me. I have to go mow my grandma's lawn. All <laughs> like, right. God like, damn it, Hunter. That's, I know. <laughs> I was supposed to do it yesterday, and I didn't do it. That's, that's it, right. everyone. Poor go grandma. mow the lawn. Yep. Go mow the lawn. Go mow, go mow your grandma's lawn. I'm out of here. thanks again for listening to this episode of the push record and run shallot records podcast you have just heard me cj gage and our wonderful guest canyon all of us are members of the band distressed damsels so be sure to go see us at the bourbon theater here in lincoln nebraska on october 29th for a top-notch halloween show with cheesy bandito Hardly, and Gnostic Girls. I would also like to, again, implore you to hit us up on any of our social media pages if you have a guest recommendation or if you'd like to record via digital or analog means on our wonderful TAC 88 8-track reel-to-reel recorder. Uh, Again, uh, Instagram is our primary mode of communication via social media or feel free to shoot us an email at shallotrecords at gmail.com or Outlook.com. Thanks again. Have a wonderful night. Sweet dreams and peace out.